Welcome to the BWFA Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast series brought to you by Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. This podcast is informational and not a specific recommendation. Please consult with your financial advisor. Hello, and welcome to a new podcast. Today, we're going to talk about budgeting and saving. My name is Thad Ismart, and I am a senior financial planner at Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. And let's jump right into budgeting. Budgeting, it's one of the most foundational topics of personal finance, of retirement savings, financial planning that everybody should know or be familiar with. It's basically deciding how you are going to allocate your money. It involves figuring out exactly how much you have, how much you earn, and where it's going to go and where it currently is going. Budgeting can be used to to track current spending, but it also can be used to allocate future income dollars to certain areas. It's not about perfection. You don't have to get everything right. It's more about reviewing and understanding your progress with the budgeting exercise and understanding the implementation process. Track your spending, track your savings, so you know where your money's going. If you don't know where your money's going, you don't know where your money's going. If you struggle initially over time, you stay committed, you'll get better at it, keep doing it, at least know where all your dollars are going. You've earned it. Make sure you know where it's going and so that you have a comfortable retirement. There's many different methods. There isn't a right method for budgeting. It's about finding a strategy that works best for you. If you are listening to this podcast or doing your own research and you find a method or a process for budgeting, you don't have to stick to that one method and you don't have to to stick to their rules for that method. Meaning you can make changes, update it, combine strategies. We're going to talk about several budgeting methods that people have had success with over time. Um, and then we'll talk about ways to save after you incorporate these budgeting strategies. There's one budgeting strategy that is called the 50-30-20 budget. Basically, you allocate 50% of your budget to your needs, such as housing, your home, could be rent, mortgage, insurance, transportation, These are all of the things that you need. 30% will go to your wants. It can be eating out, travel, hobbies, shopping. And the last 20% is going to go towards your savings and debt. If you have debt, pay off the debt. If you don't have debt, allocate it towards savings, whether it's your 401k, your TSP, your 403b, an IRA, after-tax savings, or it could be a combination of both, paying down debt, savings, maybe even building up your emergency fund. There's another method. It's called a zero-based budget. The zero-based budget, you plan your spending by taking your total income and allocate it to a budget in certain categories until you have nothing left. The whole idea is that you find a job for every single dollar, so there aren't any straggling dollars that can be used for expenses that you have not recognized. That way you know where every single dollar is going. Another method is pay yourself first. The idea here is first you take your money out of the money that's coming in. You figure out how much you want to pay yourself each month, which would go to debt goals, savings goals, retirement savings, emergency fund. And then you can spend it on whatever you want. You have to pay your rent. You have to pay your mortgage. You have to pay your bills. 
But paying yourself first, paying down debt and savings, as long as you are doing those exercises, whatever's left, it doesn't matter what you're spending it on, as long as, of course, you're paying your bills and you can manage. This is what most people do. They pay themselves first. And this comes in the form of payroll deductions, typically from their employer, from your paycheck, that automatically goes into your retirement account, goes into your savings. That comes out first. Then you have a net amount that goes into your bank account. There's another method. It's called the envelope system. The envelope system can be used with any other type of budgeting. But here you actually have an envelope for each category. In each envelope, you have the cash that is used for that current month for that topic. When the envelope is empty, then you just don't have anything left over. So if you put in $100 for eating out for the month, well, that's your envelope for eating out. And when there is $0 left in that envelope, then you have to wait till next month. You don't have to, but you will wait till next month until you put that money back into the envelope. It could be every two weeks. This could be tedious because you have a lot of envelopes just lying around. It's not in the bank. So there are some downsides to that. Lastly, there are some budgeting apps that can help you. And it's important to understand if you're doing your own research, what the budgeting apps are and what they're used for. Like I said in the beginning of the podcast, budgeting can also mean budgeting for where money's coming in and where it's going to go, but also for tracking, for tracking to see where it went. And apps sometimes have different purposes. Uh, There is Mint. There's a budgeting app called You Need a Budget. Also, Personal Capital, Every Dollar. There's many out there. Try them. Won't need to pay for any of them because most of them are free. Find one that works for you. You can also create your own budgeting spreadsheet. We have one that we use for our financial planning clients. Oftentimes, clients like to use the budget spreadsheet just to see where things are going or so they can map out where they want things to go. Once you've accomplished this, if you have, it's going to be an ongoing process. You've created your budget. You're doing well. You know either you're saving first by paying yourself first or allocating some money towards savings. Well, how do you increase your savings? There's several ways you can do that. In 2023, I should say, there is something called the Social Security Wage Base. It's in every year. But 2023, the Social Security Wage Base was 160200 If you don't make more, you, yourself, even if you're married, but as a single person, if you do not make more than 160200 this may not apply to you. But if you are earning more than that in 2023, after you've earned... Social Security taxes are not going to be paid anymore, meaning you're not paying any more on anything above that. That just means that you're going to see a bump in pay. Take a portion of that and put it towards savings. Next year, there's a higher limit. It's $168,600. Once you've reached that limit in that year, 2024, after that, until the end of 2024, you will see a bump in pay because there's no, not going to be any Social Security taxes. That's an easy way to save. You're already used to not having that. You're paying the tax. Take that bump. Put it into a taxable investment account. Increase your 401k or your 403b. It's another way to save. If you receive a windfall, meaning a bonus or an inheritance or some the lottery, hopefully everybody wins the lottery, very unlikely, take a portion of that and put it into savings. Easy way to save. You weren't expecting it. So even if you save half and spend half, you're saving half of whatever that windfall was. If you receive a raise, an increase in your salary, increase your 401k if you've done that already, or increase your savings outside of your employer plan if you haven't done that already. For example, if you receive a 3% raise, increase your contribution to your employer plan by 1%. You'll still see a bump in your pay, 
and you'll still be saving more. If you're already maximizing your employer plan, then save a portion of whatever that dollar amount is and put that towards savings. Even if you maxed out your IRA, increase your savings. I have only heard from clients they wish they saved more when they were younger. I have never heard a client say, I wish I didn't save as much as I did. Save, 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 but of course, enjoy yourselves. And lastly, for a married couple, there's an exercise you can do. You can certainly do it yourself, but it's more beneficial, extra beneficial, I should say, more for a married couple. And the exercise is separately calculate all of your expenses and categorize them into discretionary, somewhat discretionary, and non-discretionary. And once each of you have done that, compare notes. You may be able to find places where you can trim down your budget. If you agree that certain expenses are somewhat discretionary or discretionary, maybe you can trim those down. But you'll also see what you may think is non-discretionary and your spouse may think it is discretionary. Uh, It's a good exercise to do. Budgeting is hard. It's not easy to stick to. But if you can budget and understand where all of your dollars or most of your dollars are going, hopefully it'll help you increase your savings and have a comfortable and successful retirement. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more podcasts. Thanks for listening. For questions, more information, or to schedule a conversation, please contact Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. Past performance is no measure or guarantee of future returns. Investing in securities involves risk, including the risk of principal. The securities and services mentioned here may not be suitable for every investor. You should discuss these with your advisor prior to making a final determination based on your risk tolerance, your investment objectives, and your financial situation. Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor.